Ahoy hoy, everybody. Welcome to episode 101 of the Untitled Gaming Podcast. Some of you might be thinking, did I miss an episode? Where's episode 100? Well, Rick is officially out on paternity leave. We can't do our 100 episode celebration without him. And congratulations to you and Jordan. Yeah, congratulations. Lincoln is officially the name, but we're going to call him Link because we're a gaming podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hopefully they're all doing well. Um, actually, they are doing well. I don't know why. I said yeah, we know. We, we can <laughs> talk to them. Doing, we know that they're I, doing well. I hope you get well soon. Exciting times at Tugpod. We have we have a new podcast member now. Yeah, we'll we'll be uh, getting an update from Rick whenever he's back from his paternity leave. Which, if I'm looking at the contract right now, uh, he never actually had. So I was to say we don't have those. We don't have those benefits. <laughs> We don't get benefits here. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> How does he have paternity leave? It's a different contract for everybody. There's no union. Don't, don't, no one. Wait, talk you guys about got a contract? Where was mine? Chances on I, I was doing this for fun. <laughs> you guys are getting my contract? You don't have a contract that's better than me. My contract says I have to pay to be on. You signed a contract saying you needed to pay. You're an idiot. <laughs> That is true. Uh, That is confirmed. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. We are a gaming podcast that aims to entertain as well as inform. We discuss the week's biggest gaming news, game reviews, and impressions, and talk about the gaming industry in general. I forgot to introduce everybody, so let's do that now. Uh, I'm joined today by Chance. Hey, I'm Chase. And Zach. (laughs) Hello. And let's continue with the rest of this intro. Uh, Of course, we don't only discuss games. Occasionally, we talk about movies, TV shows... Favorite type of lightsaber? I mean, the red one. <laughs> well, that's a color. I'm talking, I'm talking, favorite I'm type? Like, like, there's different types. There's like the curved one. There's like a dual wield. There's a cross guard. I would have said, what color would your lightsaber be? But we already know yours would be red. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. As long as we know. Um, maybe the, like the one that the double-sided yeah, one that splits apart. And then you can, now you have two lightsabers. Darth Maul's double blade is my favorite. That one doesn't split apart. It, I don't need it's it like to. cut in half. Like, yeah, but he's I, he's way so he's so capable that he doesn't need it to be split in half. So you want a red one as well? That's what you're telling me. No, no, no. I didn't say I wanted the color to be. There. <laughs> <laughs> you guys heard it. I mean, I do like dual wielding, but I would say like the uh, um, what's his name? Count Count, Dra- Dooku. Count, Dooku. Count Dracula, whatever. Um, he has that like bent lightsaber. Curve, yeah. yeah, I kind of like his duelist like curved lightsaber. I think it's, it was super. It's kind of unique very different what is the significance of his bent lightsaber like why was it's it like to that? prevent carpal tunnel syndrome i don't know there's probably some yes. reason if you go into the lore or something but he was up there like i think wasn't he no he was yoda's apprentice he yeah. used to be a good guy and then turned evil i mean subjective again but he turned evil he kills cities and eats children i, I don't remember him ever eating children they, it was off screen they mentioned it ah uh, i mean if he's eating eggs anyway we're way what <laughs> He may have, like, just ruined eggs for me. Like, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> anyway, this week we'll be discussing Game of the Year Watch 2021. But first, what have you been playing? Chance? Oh, well, the big new game that I've been playing that, I've, that everyone else here knows about, Disco Elysium. Uh, I know... I did not know about that. I sent a picture in Discord. No one looked at it, apparently. I looked at um, it. So, yeah, Disco Elysium. I, I bought it. The uh, Steam sale's still going on until July 6th or 9th. So I, I went and I got um, Disco Elysium, the director's cut, so it's all voice acted. I'm, I'm like three, four hours into that. I've been playing that. It's a game you have to quick save a lot because I feel like like I have some really good stats in some areas. And then, oh, you have 80%, 85%. I click it and I fail. I'm like, what the fuck? 
And then I literally like quick save, reload, and then restart. I'm like, I'm doing this. Like I have a good chance of doing this. Unless I have like less than 20%, I'm not going to like, or like less than 30 or 40, I'm not going to restart because I'm like, okay, I'll most likely fail that. But yeah, Disco Elysium. And then like right now, pretty much like all the normal stuff. Uh, Zach, what have you been playing? Uh, so I've been I playing. I swear to God, if you don't say Mass Effect. I've been playing F1 a lot. <laughs> uh uh, me and like five other friends, we've made like a league on F1 2019, prepping for F1 2021 that comes out in a couple weeks. I, I would like to Twitch stream that at some point because we have six of us. So we'll be able to do like a league or whatever. Well, you can. I'll give you the login. I have the login. I helped make. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I made the account. Like I My have job is already done. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have been playing Mass Effect. And I know we're going to do like a separate like podcast kind of talking about Mass Effect. I do want to say that right now I kind of wish the game was like more linear, I guess, if that makes sense. I just feel like there's just like too much shit. And I'm the kind of person that's going to go talk to everybody and go through every dialogue tree. I can't wait for you to get to Mass Effect 2. <laughs> Is it worse? Don't tell me it's worse. Like, it's or better. You have more options. There's no, more I don't want do. more options. I want less options. <laughs> It's just there's so much. I have to talk to everybody and everybody talks slow, but I can't skip everything because I need to know what's going on. So just kind of powering through that. But yeah, those are basically the only two things that, that I've been playing um of late. Pat, what about you? So I've been playing a little bit more of Halo 5 and you know just getting back into the multiplayer since that Halo Infinite reveal. I'm still having a lot of fun, so I'll keep playing Halo 5 multiplayer. Uh, I do want to get back to going through all the Halo campaigns, which I had started last year, uh, and then Halo got delayed, so I kind of fell off. Uh, I think I'm, I finished three. I think I'm either at ODST or four, uh, but I have to go back and just run through the the campaigns on Legendary for the the remaining ones before Infinite comes out, which is going to be this holiday. And then I played a little bit of Evil Within Two, which is now on Game Pass. Who's the people who did it? Tango GameWorks, right? Uh, Bethesda's studio. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, it's crazy how much like Resident Evil that game is. Like, uh, I had never played Evil Within one, and I kind of started with two. I saw a video of like the events of Resident Evil one just to catch me up. Uh, one is one is on Game Pass, so you can play it if you want to. But I just wanted to start it too because two was the highly higher rated one. It's basically uh, this evil corporation has made a machine that links people together in like a virtual world, kind of like the Matrix. And then they need somebody to be like the anchor or like the core of the machine that like connects everybody who's going into this machine. Uh, Well, the person who's at the center of that core of the machine is the daughter of the character you're playing as. And they had kidnapped uh, your daughter and put her for this machine. And you had no idea. You thought she was dead. So she's like something starts happening to her in the machine and they get you to go in and like figure out what's going on to get her back. And that's kind of the storyline of this, but like it's a survival horror resident. It's, it's so much like resident evil. Like it's kind of like semi open world where you're in like this small town in the game and uh, you're picking up like plants for health. Uh, It's very limited ammo. There's times where you have to just run from whatever's chasing you. You don't, you can't actually fight it. Uh, So I am, I'm very intrigued. I'm still pretty early on. I only played like an hour, maybe hour and a half, Uh, but it's scratching that resident evil itch that I kind of, don't think was fully satisfied with resident evil eight for me. So I'm definitely going to keep playing more of that. And then, uh, 
shout out to Shelby if you're listening. We played uh, Operation Tango, uh, which is the PlayStation Plus free game that was like last month. And it's basically an asymmetrical cooperation game. So one person is an agent and the other person is a hacker. And the hacker sees stuff on their screen and the agent is like in the field and the hacker has to support them to do a a mission, like your spies or whatever. One of the ones we did was you're on a train and you have to locate who's the mule or the contact or whatever you have to find. So you're hacking people to figure out who it is. And then obviously they figure out who you're being hacked or whatever. So he sends the train into like, you know, just super speed or whatever. And you have to like work with your hacker friend and disable all the locks to turn on the brakes for the train. And it is, it's kind of like, um, keep talking and nobody explodes that we played in the VR game. Like one person has the bomb and everyone else has the manual. It's like that. Like you can't see the other person's screen and it's all about communication. So a lot of times you'll have to like tell them like, Hey, this is what's going on. Uh, I see like four little symbols and one of them is like a triangle and like, they'll be like, is it a fat triangle or a skinny triangle? I'm like, I don't know. I only see one triangle. It could be fat, but if there's a skinnier one, I don't know, but it's, it's pretty fun. I, I, I enjoyed that a lot. So Definitely worth checking out if you uh, added it to your account for PlayStation Plus. Uh, and that is pretty much all I've been playing. <laughs> Moving on to not slow news. So we're kind of going to do it differently this time. There's been a couple of stories that are kind of like uh, a little bit more meaty. So instead of doing like the five minutes where each of us brings a topic, we're just going to kind of go through and discuss them as a group. So uh, first one here is uh, Remedy Games announced a co-publishing and development agreement with 505 Games. Uh, Obviously, if you don't know who Remedy is, they're the developers of Control most recently. They've also done Alan Wake, uh, Max Payne 1 and 2. They've never made a bad game. Uh, They also did Quantum Break, if you've played that. Uh, So I've enjoyed all of their games. Control, obviously, was our game of the year, 2019, the Tuggy Award-winning game. So we're very high on Control. And they announced basically two games uh, in that universe. So uh, one is going to be a four-player co-op PVE title, which is currently codenamed Condor. Uh, and then the next one is going to be a bigger budget control game. Obviously, Control did really well. It sold really well. It did well critically. We kind of expected a sequel to be happening. There was that Alan Wake crossover. So we're like, maybe they'll do an Alan Wake and then they'll do a control. But no, they're, they're, they're doing a bigger control. Remedy currently has five games in development, which we found out. So two of them are, you know, one's Operation Condor. One is the bigger budget control game, the single player campaign for Crossfire X. And then they have two unannounced projects, one of which is rumored to be a PlayStation exclusive title. But that has not been confirmed yet. So what, what are you guys' thoughts on a, uh, a multiplayer control? I'm going to be honest, I'm not really sure. What I liked like, most about Control was the fact that it was single player. I mean, if it's like RPG-ish, I guess, like you can like maybe have different builds and like, you know, bosses and like loot and stuff. I don't know. The screenshot they released looks like you're uh, different agents in the Bureau of Control. And I'm assuming each one of them is going to have like a different ability or something. I think the fact that it's PVE is better than if it would have been like PVP or something. I liked the gameplay of Control a lot, like the moving around, the different enemy types coming at you and like constantly being in motion and using your powers. And I think that would be really fun with friends. 
you know, obviously the story is, is a big part of why I really liked control, but I don't think remedy is going to drop the ball in, in terms of story. Cause they never have before. So this might not have like a, a focus on the story as much as like control did, but I think there's still going to be some story content there for you. Uh, if you're playing this multiplayer, like we can't assume that these people that we'll be using, if we're agents of the Bureau of control, that we're not going to have like the same sort of abilities yeah, I think it'll be distinct. Every every person is going to have a different thing. You can choose who you want to be. At least that's what I assume. They haven't said any of this. They've only released this one image that kind of hints at that. Because I would assume like we're not going to be able to do the same things that like what's her face Jesse did. Because I mean Jesse was the the director, and the director has some unique abilities. I don't think all of us are going to get to be play as like a director, but maybe it's just like different people who have just one of her abilities and. Maybe we can all fly, but then we have unique other abilities or weapons or something. Right. Uh, I am definitely excited, and especially like the fact that they're making a bigger budget control game. Like Control already felt um, it was already like AAA to me. I know some people were like it. It was kind of short, and it it didn't really feel like a AAA game. Maybe it was more of a double A game. But now we know they're kind of like getting that bigger budget, and they'll be able to make whatever they want to make. So moving on, so Kotaku recently reported uh, from a report actually that Jeff Grubb initially leaked, I think. So we all heard rumors that Dead Space was coming back in some form. Now we know it's going to be a full-fledged remake of Dead Space 1, uh, kind of along the lines of what happened with uh, Resident Evil 2. So again, this isn't something that's been confirmed. It's been like a report that multiple sources have leaked, so... Most likely it's true. Most likely we'll hear about it at the EA Play event later this month, but we're just kind of talking about it now because we expect it to be true. So Dead Space 1 released in 2013 to positive reviews, but it didn't sell uh, well enough to meet like EA's expectations. You know, Dead Space 2 came out that also did well critically, but I don't think it sold well enough. And then Dead Space 3, I think they kind of focused on multiplayer side of it and then it it didn't sell well. It didn't do well critically. So the, the whole franchise was kind of shelled. I think it's been long enough. It's been almost 10 years since Dead Space 1 that a, a remake in the style of RE2 is definitely going to be interesting to people because even if you haven't played Dead Space, you've heard the name Dead Space. It's, it's definitely a trend we're seeing in the gaming space right now of these like survival horror games coming back. And I think Dead Space being made as a remake, reimagining reboot whatever you want to call it of the first game in like the modern uh technology is definitely the right call what do you guys think i mean i don't i don't i don't play horror games. i mean chance you played resident evil 8 7 and 8 yeah so did you did you enjoy that yeah i mean i enjoyed it a lot i mean it's like did you ever play Dead Space back in the day? No, but I, I mean, I've seen some walkthroughs, like, you know, like some of the grotesque things. And it is a, kind of like a creepy, like third person over the shoulder, like g- crazy, weird, scary shits like coming at you and coming up behind yeah, it you. Yeah, kind of made and, like the death animations popular. Like if you're playing as Isaac and like you do, you fuck something up. Yeah, you get killed. It's like you die in the most gruesome way, like yeah. super gruesome. Like mm-hmm. there's things like when you have to do stuff and like they have to insert something into your eye and stuff like that. And like, yeah. Would you be interested in this remake or is that some like obviously Zach wouldn't, but Chance, now that you've got like dipped your toes into like the survival horror genre. Yeah, I'd be interested a lot. I will hard pass on that. We're going to make you play it. 
No, you're not. There's nothing. There's literally nothing you can do to make me play this game. We're gonna f- come over to your place, and we're gonna make you play. And, no, that you won't do it. Take my family hostage. I don't care. Like, I'm not playing this <laughs> game. <My God. laughs> I'm not playing this game. There's literally nothing you can do. <laughs> I won't. I won't play it. Like either way, I, I think it's it's a good uh, good move in terms of EA, and they're kind of on the track to not being um, the most hated company. But I think that's going to take some time. The next kind of big thing of news that we got was that PlayStation, uh, they bought two studios, possibly getting a third. Uh, so there's a PlayStation blog post that confirmed that Housemark was acquired by PlayStation. Uh, if, if you're not familiar with Housemark, they're known for Resogun, Alienation, Next Mahina, and most recently Returnal. Uh, they've had a strong partnership with PlayStation for quite some time now. Uh, so this is more or less like Makes formality. Sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then PlayStation also announced that they per- they purchased Nixies, uh, and they're known for PC ports of the Tomb Raider games, uh, Deus Ex, Mankind Divided, and Marvel's Avengers. That seems to hint that PlayStation is serious about bringing their exclusive games to PC. Well, we've seen them doing that recently with like Days Gone and Horizon coming to PC, and then there was mm-hmm. that like leaked internal document that showed like God of War and. Uh, Uncharted 4 and like a bunch of other games are planned to come to PC. So it makes sense that they they acquire Nixies, who's been doing that a lot recently. So it's like their internal studios don't have to focus on that and they can kind of, you know, Nixies was previously an independent developer working contractually with all like these other companies like Square Enix. So you could you could not buy them and just do it contractually, but then you have to like wait and if somebody outbids you and like, you have to fall back in line or whatever. This is just like, all right, we're outright buying you. You're working on last of us for PC, do it. And then they don't have to wait anything. Uh, the purchase of Housemark, Yeah. Is, is more or less a formality. And I don't know. It's pe- people are like, you know, uh, Microsoft buys all these studios and it's big news. And why isn't it that big of a news when Sony is buying studios? Well, because they're buying studios that are not, super interesting i'm not saying housemark is is not an interesting studio they they've also obviously done great work on returnal and all these other games that have been well reviewed it's just they were already making games for playstation so it's like not much is changing for the consumers it, it's just basically housemark is th- their next game is probably going to get a bigger budget more marketing push than returnal got and returnal got quite a bit of marketing push but it's basically them just getting like that safety net of not having to worry about all the business side of it. Cause Sony's going to be taking care of that for them, but it, it's not like a really interesting move. Like maybe if they had bought who, who developed bugs next, maybe if they bought that developer, that would be an interesting for the consumers because it's like, Hey, this is a studio that kind of proved that they can do it with a indie game. And now they're going to get the big budgeting of Sony but Housemark was already a second-party studio, so they were already getting those benefits. They're they're probably going to get a little bit more now, but it's not like a major change that is happening. Sorry, the developers for Bugsnax are called Young Horses. 
Young horses, yeah. So that would have been an interesting move, um, I think. But um, if you look at like Microsoft's re- recent acquisitions with like Bethesda, those games are coming in a Game Pass, which is a great thing for consumers. If you look at like the purchase of Ninja Theory, they've been able to staff up and have multiple teams now. If you look at uh, Obsidian, they're working on multiple projects. One is a small team of like 10 people working on Grounded, which they probably couldn't have done if they weren't bought because they would have had to worry about publishing and all that stuff. So it, it's just, I wish Sony was more interesting in their acquisitions. Um, I think, I think it has something. I, I agree with you. Cause it's not like, I guess the right word to use, I guess would be bold. It's not really like a bold acquisition um, because it's, it's very somebody, safe. Yeah. It's something they have a partnership with, which is fine. I mean, they're well within their rights to do that. And there's nothing wrong with having a safe acquisition. I think the big thing that Sony, the the reason they basically put a ring on it for Housemark might've been that they were scared about Microsoft acquiring them because they are an independent developer. Uh, They're just coming off a major game. So maybe it's like, Hey, maybe we'll we'll, uh, get you now before Before. there's a bidding war going on and you guys end up being more expensive you know, later on. So that, that could have been fair. a reason. Yeah. Um, that's, that's it could have just been uh returnal did much better than they thought yeah, it would. And, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and then the other thing about this story, the possibly three, uh, so PlayStation Japan, the Twitter account for PlayStation Japan accidentally tweeted out an image showing blue point games and welcoming them to PlayStation studios instead of Housemark. So, Obviously, Blue Point Games, known for Shadow of the Colossus remake, um, Nathan Drake collection, and then Demon Souls remake. So again, have a strong relationship, strong relationship with Sony. Yeah. But like companies don't create these sort of assets just willy nilly. Right. And the fact that there was a picture ready that PlayStation Japan had kind of hints that they're they're probably in talks. Maybe they're not they're not finalized, or you know they have to wait for approval or something. But I think it's gonna happen sooner or later. Mm-hmm. That Blue Point is going to be a first-party studio, which I mean, good for Blue Point. They, they've obviously yeah, done absolutely. very well-received games, and they're really good at remakes. Again, just not a very interesting acquisition in my eyes. I think there's a bit of like, there's a bit of recency bias there too. What with Bethesda just going to the Xbox like officially. And like that's, and they just did E3 with that, so we have to see a, like the big Bethesda Xbox joint conference. So it's tough to kind of like surpass that <laughs> right now as like an acquisition as far as news is concerned. Bethesda is such a big deal. Yeah, I think uh, there was an interview in like GQ or something where they were talking to Herman Holst, uh, the, like the the lead of PlayStation Studios, and they asked him like are you in an arms race with uh, Xbox right now in terms of acquiring studios? And his, his position was basically like, no, we're, like, we're very d- deliberate and we're, we're making purchases of studios that we have strong relationships with and we know will work well in PlayStation Studios brand and all that. But I think it's basically like, yeah, we, we need something in the headlines to compete with this Bethesda acquisition. And there's talks of, you know, Microsoft acquiring more studios down the line. So... I wonder if like the PlayStation use with their developers, like the acquisitions they have, if it would be more exciting if they had something like Game Pass, because we know when Xbox acquires a studio, you know, it's coming to Game Pass. And that makes it yeah. way more exciting because for the it's consumer, like, yeah, for the consumer. Yeah, because we're sitting here and we're like, Bethesda games are on Game Pass. Like, that's incredible. 
Yeah. But like with PlayStation, they don't have something like that. But if they did, that would make it more exciting. Definitely. I think a lack of that kind of hurts them. And then the uh, last bit of news here, uh, Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut was announced for PS4 and PS5. It is coming out August 20th. It's going to have a bunch of bells and whistles for next gen, uh, which is kind of odd because they've already included like the backwards compatibility update, which made it like 60 FPS. But now it's going to take advantage of like the uh, dual sense. Uh, they're actually going to have lip syncing for Japanese if you want to play in the Japanese audio, which is something a lot of fans have been asking for. Obviously, higher resolution, faster loading time and support for the dual sense. And it'll also include a, a new DLC expansion. What was it? Ikishima Island or something like that? Yeah, it's just it's just Iki Island. Iki Island, yeah. So it's it's a smaller island off the coast of Tsushima that was also invaded by the Mongols like prior to that. So uh, I think they said it's going to be like a a prequel sort of thing, like digging into Jin Sakai's past. If you enjoyed Ghost of Tsushima, it looks like it'll be a little bit more content for Ghost of Tsushima now. I don't know how long the content's going to be, but basically there is an upgrade path. If you already own Ghost of Tsushima for the PS4. You can upgrade to the PS4 Director's Cut for $20. And then at that point, you can pay another $10 to upgrade to the PS5 version. Or you can just pay $30 straight and upgrade from the PS4 normal Ghost of Tsushima to the PS5 Director's Cut. It's a little confusing there, but basically you're going to end up paying $30. It's going to include all the bells and whistles for PS5, and then it'll also include the the DLC expansion. So what are, what are your thoughts on this, Zach? So I loved Ghost of Tsushima. I, yeah, I think you rated it like a six or something. No, <laughs> definitely not. It was it was up there. It was like one of my it was one of my game of the year contenders. I loved it. I will say I, I personally don't think upgrading to the director's cut for thirty dollars is worth it. That's like half the price of the game itself. I think that price tag's a bit too much. Also, I should say if you don't own Ghost of Tsushima at all right now, you can pay sixty uh, to pre-order the director's cut for PS4 or 70 to pre-order the PS5 version. Yeah, like so in that sense, it's worth it. If you've never played the game because you're getting all the content. Yeah, um, I mean, it depends on how bi- how much of this new expansion, how much content is there. That That's a, that's a fair I, point, I, yeah. The way they made it sound, I don't think it's enough to for me to justify that 30, but if it was like one of your favorite games and you just want more, maybe it isn't that worth it for you there. Visual improvements are doing like the lip syncing for Japanese is kind of a big thing. Cause I played the game in Japanese, but with not having that, that lip sync was like super annoying, especially for a game that's really cinematic. And like, they focus on like the storytelling a lot for the, for the lips to not be in sync, which is so off putting. I think they could have, they could have planned this better, especially with, another PlayStation exclusive doing something similar recently with Final Fantasy VII Integrade. That was basically like a free upgrade to the next-gen version. And then the DLC you can buy separately if you want to for like what 20, 25 bucks, whatever it is. But that would have been a smart way to do this. Like, hey, if you own Ghost of Tsushima, here's the next-gen version for free. If you want the expansion, now you have to pay 25 or 30 or whatever they want to charge for it and i think that would have been a, an easier pill for people to swallow but it's kind of like locking these uh these uh next gen bells and whistles behind a paywall like hey i know you guys have been wanting to play the the game in the original japanese with lip sync but if you want to now you got to pay more 
which is just yeah and, and that's why it, sucks. it doesn't like, feel right no yeah and that, that's part of the reason why because like, I, I don't want to spend 30 dollars just to have the lip sync right obviously no. um so it is going to be dependent on how much content is in there but from what we've gathered so far it doesn't seem like for me personally it doesn't it's not worth it but it's still a great game if you've never played it i highly recommend go Speaking of which, it. Chance, you've never played Ghost of, Shish- Ghost of Tsushima. No. Does this interest you at all? I don't know. Like personally, not really. Actually, um, I not mean, it's just not the not what I'm looking for. Uh, also, the fact that they announced this here does that make you think that PlayStation won't be doing like a state of play or something in July, and probably will do something later in the summer? Because this seems like an announce. Like this was just a blog post that went up. And yeah. I think they announced it on Twitter or whatever. Um, but this would have been this would have gotten a big pop, I think, from the fans mm-hmm. if it was part of like a, a state of play. Yeah, absolutely. Here's what's coming out for the rest of the year, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Especially because Ghost of Tsushima was one of their more recently better received games and stuff like that. So that mm-hmm. this would have been a a great thing to show at a state of play. You raise a good point that it's like, yeah, maybe because. They just kind of did it through a blog post. Maybe they're just kind of saying. And with these studio acquisitions, that also yeah, that's through would... a blog post. So yeah, yeah, like like this would be something great. Like you could do a whole state of play on this stuff, and that would be a July state of play on all of this news. Yeah, um, give the give the horizon announced bit. We'll talk about that in a bit. Yeah. So based on this, I don't think they're going to be doing an event in July. I think they'll probably wait till August. Um, right. Hopefully, well, it'd be like, what else would they announce right now after you announce all this stuff? What else would <laughs> what else would you announce I mean, in July? Like. They announced that God of War is not coming out 2021, so that's a big game that was going to be their fall that is no longer there. They, I'm sure they have something this fall, something bigger. Um, we all assume that's Horizon, but that can't be the only thing, right? So I mean, they'll have Deathloop too, hopefully. Fingers crossed that doesn't get delayed. Yeah, I mean, yet. that is third party, and yeah, it's console exclusive, but still. Uh that's coming out in September or whatever, but like there, there are other things that they've already announced back at like the PlayStation event that we don't have like updates on and we don't have dates for. So I think, I think we need another event from them, but I don't think it'll be July. I think it'll be August. All right. So moving on to topic of show, June has officially ended. We are now in the second half of the year. So we're just kind of, kind of go through the first half of the year, talk about like highly rated games, what we think would be game of the year if we had to pick right now and then go through the second half of the year and you know the dates that we already have plus games that we expect to come out in 2021 that don't have dates and then just kind of talk about what our thoughts are on those games so start with the first half of the year uh, knockout city 83 on metacritic i love this game it is so fun and i did not expect it to be super fun but yeah, I don't think this is a contender for game of the year for me personally, but I can definitely see it being like a multiplayer game of the year or like in technically it's an indie, but I mean it's published by EA, so I don't know if that will count. Well, if it's a, if it's a developed by an independent developer, then I think we should count it. Yeah, I guess Ori counted last year, right? Yeah. So, all right. Um, but yeah, Knockout City, great. Have you guys tried it at all yet? No, I don't think so. No, I think I've seen uh, I've seen people. Why like, don't you play it? Like streams because, because you want me to play like, Mass Effect. He's playing Rocket League and Apex and FIFA and F one. 
Chance was just talking about how maybe we should find a game we can all play. Knockout City! Let's play it! <laughs> God. And it's free, too. It's not like you have to buy anything. It's on Game Pass. Anyway. Little Nightmares 2 got an 83 on Metacritic. I don't think any of us here have played it, right? Nope. Uh, Resident Evil Village got an 84. Chance, what, what do you think about that 84? You think it's in line? I do. I liked Village. I mean, I know a lot of people wanted that, like slower creepier like scarier play like more like jump scares and more just mysterious or like kind of atmosphere uh but this resident evil was a lot more action-packed like faster pace people were almost saying it was like call of duty-esque in a sense with like all the weapons and modifications and you know how much you know you'd use your guns and stuff and um it was kind of like you said like kind of like a horror um like a haunted house where it was kind of like you go from place to place and it wasn't like insanely scary, but there was like, you know, segments of just like creepiness, I guess, but it wasn't anything, not nearly as scary as uh, resident evil seven. Yeah. So I reviewed it and I gave it a 7.9. I was just listening to the review to make sure. So I'm a little lower than that 84, but I can totally see how that 84 is justified. It was definitely one of the highlights of this year so far. The first half of the year, I don't think has been, spectacular uh, when comparing it especially to 2020 this time when we've already had uh, 2020 we had what Doom Eternal Animal Crossing Last of Us Part 2 and Ghost of Tsushima by this point I think so 2021 has a lot to live up to but yeah Chivalry 2 85 on Metacritic Uh, I think I'm the only one who's played this out of us here and I do enjoy it quite a bit um well no zach you guys have tried it right yeah yeah we tried it when we were at your place yeah and what did you think uh it's fun it's kind of goofy yeah that's what i like about it but it's like a very like monty python for honor is kind of how i would describe it yeah it's it's definitely mixing the gameplay of for honor with like the the comedy of monty python (laughs) and and i I think it's fun and they, they have like actually some really interesting um mechanics that i didn't really even consider would be something you'd utilize like turning your hips so like you pan the camera as you're swinging the sword to be quicker in your attack and stuff like that or to so, hit multiple people kind of like to swing your sword all the way across to like hit yeah multiple people yeah and it's kind of like knockout city in the vein that it is easy to pick up but there is some depth into the gameplay that if you you want you can get better at it and like get a little bit more skill and that'll make you do better and stuff. And there are different classes and stuff. I, I really enjoyed it. And I think this 84 is, is probably where or 85 uh, is where I would put it. And I'm definitely wanting to play more of that as well. Moving on returnal 86 on Metacritic. Um, I have not played this. So this is between you and Zach, right? You guys have both been playing this. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, I played, I, I think it is a, is a very good game. It, it's just been hindered by, my PlayStation not wanting to cooperate, you know, losing progress, which is one of the most frustrating things to me in terms of gaming. So uh, I've kind of fell off of it recently. I'm hoping for like a patch to come out and maybe they add like a, a save mechanic or like a like checkpoint or maybe Sony just gets off their ass and fixes the issue with my PlayStation, not wanting to boot out of standby 80% of the time. Why is this not a bigger, why is Sony getting away with this? <laughs> fix your shit playstation god damn it but anyway yeah fine game and zach would this be on your 
shortlist for game of the year by the end of the year, you think? I, I think by the end of the year, yeah. I hope so anyway. I'm I'm kind of running into the same our our problems were a little different. Your your PlayStation just struggles to boot out of standby. The problem I ran into with Returnal was that um, my game would just freeze or crash completely. And, and the same thing would happen. I would lose progress. That's really frustrating. Like like you said, it, it, it's adding a deficiency to a game that, for all intents and purposes, is, is solid. Like, the gameplay is good. The gunplay is, is good. The mechanics are solid. It's a great game kind of being hindered by... Technical issues. Yeah, technical issues. Like, not gameplay-related issues. Right now, I wouldn't obviously put it on any of my Game of the Year lists or anything because I haven't beaten it. But yeah, again, I hope they do fix some of those issues and I can get back to it. Moving on, Hitman 3, 87 on Metacritic. Uh, I did play all of Hitman 3 and I did enjoy it very much. Uh, The cool thing it did was it brought all the levels of Hitman 1 and 2 into Hitman 3 if you own that content. Or you could just buy that content separately. So it's like you're buying DLC for the first two games if you hadn't played them. So it was very... Very well done in terms of like the sandbox it gives you. And it's basically like kill this target any way you want. And one of the uh, missions that stuck out to me was the murder mystery, which you're in an English manor and you have to kill a certain person. And there's, you can just go run in, guns blazing, kill the person, get out. But as you walk in, it introduces a murder mystery that has nothing to do with your target that you can participate into if you want to. But it does a very good job of laying the foundation and piquing your interest and having you work through all of that. And the way the systems and the game work out, it it helps you solve your mission by the end of it. The most cleanly, if you solve the mystery. So I think it does a very good job of uh, letting you fuck around in the sandbox, but giving you interesting things to do and not just like the same old, same old shit over and over again. So I, I enjoyed it very much. And yeah, right now gun to my head, this would probably be my game of the year at this point. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise, 88 on Metacritic. Has anyone played this? I know, Chance, you played Monster Hunter World, right? Yeah, I played the World one. I haven't played Rise. Moving on to Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, 88 on Metacritic. I This is probably a little higher than I would put on it. I, did, I, I do think it's a good game. I just don't think it's a great game. I think it is kind of hindered in terms of its linearity and ease of gameplay and the fact that I don't really connect with the main character. Uh, I think Rivet is definitely the more interesting character and they should have divided the time up a little bit more. Um, but yeah, like 88 ch- chances. What, what do you, what do you think? Well, I, uh, we do have a review coming out for this game, so I guess you can you know, you'll find out what I think when that comes out. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I beat the game myself, and I I very, I very much enjoyed it. So, um, is this on your short list for game of the year at this point? Right. If if it, yeah, at the end, if the year ended right now, this would probably be up there. Like, yeah, for sure. Zach, uh, have you been playing this, or you just been playing F one? I've been playing Mass Effect <laughs> and F one. <laughs> Mostly F one. We know. <laughs> it takes two. Also got an eighty eight on Metacritic. None of us have played this, right? No, it's one of the games that we were wanting one, you know, someone to get so we can play with the other, but um, we just... It's similar to, like, a way out, right? Where one person can buy it, but you have something to give your friend. I think think anyone can download the game right now and 
play the first level with somebody for free without buying the game. Um, but if one person buys the game, then you can invite someone to play the rest of the game uh, without the other person having to buy it. Uh, I just, what's kind of hindering me from buying it right now is that it's going to come to EA play at some point, which means it's coming to game pass at some point. Uh, I'm just waiting for that to happen. I'm intrigued by the the high reviews it's getting and it'll, it'll definitely be one I want to play. So, and then the last one on here, mass effect legendary edition, highest rated game on Metacritic as of right now at 90. Actually, no, I don't think that's true. I think 97 is uh disco Elysium, I think is 97, but again, that was one that came out last year and it's kind of just an update. So I didn't include it. This is kind of like a, it's a remaster, but it's a brand new game. So Mass Effect Legendary Edition is 90 on Metacritic. I highly agree with that. I don't think it'll be game of the year because it's a remaster and I wouldn't consider a remaster game of the year, but I think it will definitely be in the running for remake slash remaster of the year that we always do at the Tuggies. So keep an eye out for that. That's pretty much the highlights from the first six months here. Is there anything you guys think that I missed that we didn't talk about? What, what would you say is the best game you played this year so far? For me, I think it's Hitman 3. Even though I haven't beaten it yet, gameplay-wise, I think Returnal's been my favorite. Yeah, for me, it's it's kind of hard between Ratchet. These are so different. Like Ratchet and Clank, like once again, is like a kids' game where you have Resident Evil, and it's like <laughs> very much not a kids' game. I liked a lot both. Um, yeah, I, I'm close to beating Resident Evil, but I have beaten Ratchet and Clank. Uh, those two are like a, a tie for me. Like I, I, I can't. Right now, I can't choose, but those two are both pretty high on my list. Okay. And then now looking to the future. So these are the games that have dates coming in 2021, uh, assuming that they won't get delayed. Uh, We'll kind of do what we did last time we did this. You'll just rate it one through five about your excited level. And then uh, maybe if you think it'll be like a contender for game of the year, you can also mention that. Uh, Chris Tales comes out July 20th. I am... I'm probably at a four for that. Uh, it looks very interesting. I played the demo and it has the turn-based combat that kind of has you going between the future and the past. So you're kind of in two battles at once at the same time and you can switch between the two and like what you do in one could affect the other. A very interesting mechanic and a twist on that like that turn-based uh, combat. And it is coming to Game Pass. So I'm, I'm at a four out of five. Chance? Um, I would say... Um, I would say a four. I would say a four out of five too. Like, I mean, I remember looking at it. it the style looked really interesting. Like you said, I always love turn-based combat, and it's kind of like thing. RPG too, is right? Like, yeah. So, I mean, I'm really into those turn-based RPGs. So, and if yeah, it's on Game Pass, so it's I'm ready for it. Zach, what about you? I think it being on Game Pass ups my excitement level or like my interest level way more than if it wasn't. So, I would probably go at like a five. Probably kind of middle of the road interest in it. Well, five is the the max. So I thought you were doing it out of ten. <laughs> no, so out of <laughs> that's one not very five. high. Then if you pick five, oh. you're not excited. You said five or out of ten. I said middle of the road. Like yeah, like middle of the road interest in it. I thought you said mm. out of ten. Apologize. Well, if it's out of five, then like a three. Okay. okay. Next up, we have Death's Door also coming July twentieth. So I've got some competition for the July the twentieth of July there. Uh, Death's Door looks very interesting, but to me. I think Chris Tales is more my type of game, so I'll, I'll probably give two out of five to Death's Door. Those of you who don't remember, this is a, the Devolver game where you're playing as like the 
Oh yeah, the crow. The crow. Crow. Yeah. I, I thought, um, for some reason, I'm like thinking penguin, but that's not right. I, I mean, I would give it a two. Two. I'd give it a two. I'm not too excited for it. I mean, it looked interesting. It looks like it's going to be one of Devolver's, you know, pretty m- another one of their popular games. But I, I'm just not inter- interested into it. So, Zach. See, I'm I'm more interested in this than I am in Crystals, and it's Devolver, and I picked it up on the on the fantasy thing. So I'm more at like a four out of five as far as my interest because now I'm like personally invested in it. Moving on to August 19th, you have 12 minutes, and I'm probably at a five out of five for this. Uh, ever since they announced it, you know, it, it just looks so interesting the way it's a, t- a time loop of 12 minutes and you're constantly learning new information, making choices that change the gameplay. And ever since then, all the new information we've learned has just made me more and more excited. So we know it's got Daisy Ridley, James McAvoy, and, uh, Willem Dafoe as the the main three, the only three characters, I guess. We know it's coming to Game Pass, so I'm very excited for this. Uh, five out of five. Zach, what about you? Ten. It's out of five. I know. <laughs> Are you? Not- I'm a ten. It's, it's I could not. Th- this is probably one of my more anticipated games of the. Rest. He's at five out of five. I guess I would. I guess that's that's a, I'd say four. I just I'm this. It's like a star-studded cast. That's something that's like super yeah. interesting to me. I mean, it's more so like the kind of people that are a part of the project than, I guess, the the play style of the game, I guess. Next up is Kenna, Kenna, Kenya, whatever they want to say. It's Kenna. Because they, they, they've said it different before, but yeah, Kenna, Kenna. Kenna Bridge of Spirits coming August 24th. Uh, I am probably at a four out of five for this. It looks... Everything we've seen looks like a Pixar movie in terms of like cutscenes and story seems very much like, you know, a Disney Pixar movie type story. Plus you got the little goobers, the little, uh, what they call them, the rot, but come on, they're goobers. And, uh, the, the gameplay with like the bow combat and like the way the enemies are designed and stuff, it, the little gameplay we have seen, um, I, I I know I'm going to like this. I just... I'm not sure in terms, because this is the first time the studio is doing a game. They, they've previously done animation work and stuff like that. So I'm hoping the gameplay and like level design and stuff hits it out of the park just in terms of like the presentation and the graphics are. So um, a little bit up in the air, but I am really excited about this game. Zach, what about you? Yeah, I'd be at like a four, four and a half. The, the, what we've seen from it, it's stunning visually. It's like really beautifully made. Um, so you're kind of just hoping that the gameplay lives up to, to the animation that they've done. Yeah. And you'll have what, five days after 12 minutes, you'll have five days to beat 12 minutes before this comes out. And then you'll have one day to beat Kenna before Psychonauts 2 comes out. Psychonauts 2, obviously, uh, Tim Schafer's sequel to Psychonauts 1, which came out on the original Xbox. And this just, you know, it's, it's their first release being a part of Microsoft studio. So uh, this is probably the one that's got the most benefit from like having that Microsoft budget. Uh, everything we've seen, lo- it makes it look really good. I have not, I started Psychonauts one, but just in terms of how dated that game was, I, I just did not finish it. Uh, I might just look up like a YouTube video to see kind of what the story is before Psychonauts two comes out, but it is coming to game pass on August 25th. Um, I would say I'm probably at a three out of five right now for that. I I think I would be at like a, a one or two. I'm a, I'm not really super interested in, in the Psychonauts games personally. I don't know how you're not stoked. This has Jack Plack in it. 
Well, he I sings. Mean, I think very, he sings. He sings the songs. That so, means very little to me. Wow. My, I say my excitement for Psychonauts would be a a five. Just like Pat mentioned, I may watch like a video talking about you know leading up what happened leading up to this game because it's been a while. But uh, I am looking forward to playing this game, and I have it drafted. I think I, I believe. Yeah. So it do. better do well, or else I'm uh, I'm fucked. I think it'll do pretty well. Next up, No More Heroes 3 on August 25th, just two days after Psychonauts 2. Chance, you were pretty excited about this, right? Yes. I To tell you the truth, I've never played a No More Heroes game. I just know it like you know reviewed pretty well, and uh, it was a really popular game. Um, the trailer? Yeah, and the trailer was kind of like, what the hell's going on? Um, it's a Switch game. I might look into it. I haven't bought a game from a Switch in a while, so I'll give it a four. Excited for it, a four. Yeah, No More Heroes probably for me is going to be a one out of ten, or one out of five. Uh, it's just, it like the trailer looks interesting, but I, I think in terms of that gameplay and that animation style, it's just not my type of game. Zach? Yeah, I would say I'm more like a, probably like a two. Yeah, I think I'm like a two excitement. I, I, it wasn't anything that like blew me away. Next up on September 2nd, we have Riders Republic. Five. Five. This is gonna be game of the year. It's gonna be so, so much one, fun. One out of <laughs> five for me. It'll be, this is gonna be fun. It'll be fun, like co-op stuff. Like uh, chance. Did you give a, a number for Riders Republic? Yeah, I one said one. Five? I'd say one. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Really? Next, it's just it might be I good, be, but it's just not. I, my, I think it'll be fun. Like, not Extreme excited. sports co-op. I think it'll be fun. If it if it comes out, it reviews really well. I might look into it, but it's not something I'm actively gonna play you know uh life is strange true colors comes out september 10th uh this is not it's it's a it's in in the life is strange universe but they haven't named it life is strange 3 uh this is deck 9 it's not don't nod so uh that kind of makes me a little bit less excited for it but then again they did do before the storm and that was pretty well done so i'll probably i'm probably at a a four out of ten for this. You said, I thought it was out of five. <laughs> you said ten. No, I keep saying ten. Four out of five for this. What makes me a little bit more excited for this is that it's it's not episodic in the terms of the last game was. So all of it is coming out at once. Uh, it is sixty dollars price point, but again, that's that's not a big deal for everything hap- like coming out at once. So um, I am I'm pretty excited for this. Four out of five. Zach. Uh, I would say I'm at like a three. I've never played any of the Life is Strange games before, um, but I've heard great things about them. Never games that I've gotten into. Um, so I think I might. I think for me, I'm just gonna wait, kind of see how it reviews, and maybe maybe jump into it. But yeah, I'd probably say I'm at a three with that. Um, Life is Strange, like Zach, I haven't played it myself. I know it's really popular, just because I don't know about what's going on with that. I guess I have to say like a one. I would say. It is a brand new story, by the way, so you don't need to know any of the the other ones to play this, by the way. But moving on. Uh, WarriorWare, get it together, September 10th as well. You know, WarriorWare's a fine party game with the little micro games that it has. And uh, this one seems to be like the one that's got like the biggest budget behind it. it is a $50 game, so it's not full priced, but it is more expensive than the other ones have been on like DS and stuff like that. I, I, maybe a two for me. I think it's it's just it's it's coming out at a crowded time, and it's not something I'm super excited about. So, chance. What about you? WarioWare do anything for you? Not really. I'd say one. 
Zach? I'm at a one as well. All right, moving right on. Deathloop, September 14th, five out of five for me. Just the fact that it is from uh, Arcane. They make great games. Everything we've seen about like the style and the presentation about this game just has me super hyped. So I'm very excited for it. I can't wait to play it day one. And yes, I will drop True Colors if I haven't beaten it by then. But I'm pretty sure I can. That that would probably be a a weekend game. Uh, Chance, what about you? What's what's your excitement level for Deathloop? I mean, the only thing that sounds really fun about that game personally is uh, like being able to join your game and kill you or something and mess you up. <laughs> I know you can How also work together. How does the gameplay together, and uh, story not seem interesting to you? I don't know. I'd say three. Three out of five for me. It's just not my cup of coffee. Wait, Deathloop you have at three? Yeah. yeah this, this man is You're insane. mad. You're mad. I just have different tastes. What's wrong with that? But like, bad don't taste. Get, do, do this not, game looks... Do not yuck my yum. Do not yuck my yum. Okay. I don't know what that means. That sounds disgusting. (laughs) But like, no, this game looks incredible. Like the the whole concept of it is, is insane. The ability to jump into someone else's game is such a cool concept. And everything we've seen about it, the gunplay and the gameplay looks excellent. So I don't understand how you can't be at a five. Dude, people have different tastes. Okay. I know chance, but like, damn, like, (laughs) This is definitely, you know, just based on the legacy and everything we've seen is definitely going to be on my short list for game of the year, I think. So keep an eye out for that on September 14th. And then two days later on September 16th, we have Rainbow Six Extraction. And after seeing the gameplay of this and the fact that it is PVE and like they're changing the abilities and kind of making it more battle pass progression ish of you unlocking more abilities and stuff as you play. Uh, it's, it's definitely like a, maybe a two out of five for me chance. What about you? Like you guys said before, I'd rather just play siege. I still think this should have been like a DLC or like a different mode for siege as opposed to a separate game entirely. So I agree. Zach, do you want to give a rating? Like a two. There shouldn't be its own standalone thing. Yeah. And it like was, and it was technically right. And then they wanted to make, like they made well, a, it was, quarantine. it was an event that they did. It was like a, a multiplayer event for like Halloween. And then they kind of sp- spun it off into its own thing, but moving on September 23rd, Diablo two resurrected. Obviously Diablo two has such a rich history and people love it and they're bringing it back and adding all this graphical improvements and stuff to it. But Diablo has never been my cup of tea. So I'm probably at a one out of five and I understand Zach is probably the same, but chance you being the Diablo person. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I'm a Diablo person, but I do enjoy those RPG looters, um, like leveling up, you know, um, kind of games. Like I played Torchlight. I mean, it's same dealio. Um, I do like Diablo. Um, <laughs> uh, but, uh, I would say, um, I don't know, Diablo two, like, I'd rather just play the next, the newest Diablo, like Diablo 4 is what everyone's waiting for. Two. Two. Two for me. Zach, Diablo, one out of five? Yeah. Moving on. Far Cry 6, October 7th. This, we, we kind of got the re-reveal with gameplay recently and just the fact that it has chorizo and then it also has chorizo. an alligator. Plus, it has a focus on story with, I think they heard one of the the writers of an HBO series to make it like more cinematic and, you know, focus on 
making it a, a pretty good story because I think that's something five lacked. And the way they told the story kind of was not great in five where they constantly were pulling you out of what you were doing and oh yeah like, yeah exactly that was so bad <laughs> yeah so i feel like they they've learned from that and everything i'm seeing i like this setting a lot more than i did uh the midwest in uh in far cry 5 so going back to like that tropical setting and uh jean carlo esposito just has been really good villain in all the, the things he's done so i'm probably at a four out of five for this five out of five let's just say five out of five uh, i'm with you there i am i also have drafted this in my fantasy critic um i am a five out of five as well i think it's gonna be a lot of fun and it's co-op i we've had some even though we didn't play too much together in far cry uh five we had some funny times that were pretty yeah. really interesting and i would love to play a game like this especially when you can like have freaking like a backpack on now like new feature where you can have like missiles or you can have like a flamethrower you can have a jetpack you can ha- you know what i mean they added more crazy shit um to the game and i just feel like the weapons look interesting like the macarena cd launcher yeah zach far cry so i've never played any of the far cry games wow don't really know what <laughs> i don't really know what to say beyond that um i mean this is the game- a completely original story so I mean, then I'd be at, I'd be at like a four for this. I I kind of I really liked what they were doing. Everything about it, it just looks so freaking goofy. Um, you being as much of a Ubisoft fan you are, how have you not played Far Cry? I don't know. I just I just never played it. I do love my Ubisoft games. Um, I just never played Far Cry. All right. So and then I will have one day to beat Far Cry Six until Metroid Dread comes out on October eighth, and Metroid Dread was just a, a huge surprise and. I really liked what I saw and I'm totally ready for a, a 2d Metroid. Um, it looks very polished and, you know, just a, a new Metroid game for the first time in like what, 13 years or however long it's been. I'm, I'm pretty excited for this and it's going to be a game to play on switch, which there haven't been much this year that I think like I've barely turned on my switch. I don't know about you guys, but I I'm, I'm pretty excited for this. I'm, I'm going to say five out of five. Yeah. Five out of five. Uh, it's been a while since I played a Met- Metroid game. I don't know. I, I'm kind of interested in Prime. I mean, I know that's going to be a little ways really off. I know, I know. Yeah. But it's like, I I don't know. I would say three. All right, moving on. Back for Blood, October 12th. This is coming to Game Pass, which is going to raise my excitement a little bit. Uh, but it, it it is very much, it looks more more of uh, Left 4 Dead. And, you know, Left 4 Dead had its moment. We all played it back in the day and, you know, it was okay. I was never like a, a super fan of Left 4 Dead. I, I tend to prefer the, the PvP versus more so than the PvE. And I know this has a, a PvP mode, right? Where it's just like time-based. Yeah, it's essentially one side will play the humans and try to complete the area or whatever, like complete their pathing to the end and will be timed. And then the other players will be the monsters and either try to kill them all or to try to slow them down so much so that, you know, their time will be really bad. And then they kind of swap sides and then they have to beat that time. You know, I'll I'll definitely give it a try, especially that it's coming to Game Pass day and date. So like, why wouldn't I? But it's not something that's like super, you know, on my radar. So I'd probably say two out of five. Zach? Yeah, probably. No one. I was gonna try to give it a chance. No, I can't do it. No, it's on Game Pass. How are you not gonna play? Because it's, I don't. I don't do zombies. It's co-op. You need four people. That's fine. We don't know more than four people, Zach. You're one of those four people. 
Chance, what about you? I I feel like these could be this could be one of the games that we all could get on and play, and we could play together. And um, you're dreaming because I and it's on Game Pass. So I mean, yes, I'm excited. Uh, four out of five. Battlefield 2042, October 22nd. I will tell you guys the truth. Uh, my even though I was probably never going to play it, my excitement went down when I found out there's no campaign. So oh, wow. I, I'll say three out of five, maybe. Uh, it's not something I'm looking... Now, maybe... I'll say two and a half out of five. My excitement also is affected by the fact that Halo is probably going to come around around this time, and that's going to be the the FPS I play the most. So I've, I've never been super into Battlefield. It's, it's a game I'd play when you guys are playing it, but it's not like, you know, I'm not actively going out to play battlefield so 2.5 out of five zach i'm at a two out of five with this um it not having a campaign is a huge buzzkill for me personally um i'm a big fan of campaigns in general i've always liked the battlefield campaigns kind of a bummer are they still do we know what the price point is for this 70 on next gen 60 on last yeah there's no point in spending 70 dollars for a game when you're only getting the online like it's, plus it's like to, uh It'll come to EA Play at some point, which means it'll come to Game Pass. Right. So like, I, I'd rather just wait for it to come to Game Pass rather than spend $70 for just an online game. Like, to me, that's just nonsense. Chance, what about you? Call of Duty is like the same old, same old. I'm excited for Battlefield uh, 2042. It's kind of like the alternative shooter. When it comes to Battlefield, I don't play it for the story. I mean, it's kind of like Call of Duty. Like, I don't give a shit. The story probably sucks. No one will care or it won't be rememberable. It, you know, I play it for the multiplayer and multiplayer only. So if there's no campaign, sweet, they'll focus on the stuff that really matters. And it's multiplayer, at least for the, in my opinion, that's what Battlefield should focus on. Um, but uh, I'm excited. I'm I'm actually like four to five here. Moving on, we have Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy on October 26th. Uh, this game was surprise announced at E3 for Square Enix. And then they announced it's coming out basically four months after that. So uh, needless to say, it was it was something we were all kind of like, you know, surprised by and excited by. So, Guardians, I'm a huge fan. This is more of a, a single player story choice based game. Uh, it's not a live service game like Avengers. So, uh, and it's also developed by uh, Idios Montreal, who have done uh, amazing with the the Deus Ex games. So, I, I'm probably gonna say three out of five. I don't expect this to be like amazing because uh, again. I'm not sure what the development time and everything has been. It does look a little rough around the edges and they, they did show us a lot at square the, the square Enix conference, but I am excited to play it just because it's a Marvel game. So three out of five chance. So I love guardians of the galaxy. Um, one thing that is a bummer is it's like you play a star Lord. You can't play any of the other characters. It, they're more of like, more of like the people you interact with. But um, if I were to talk about excitement, I would probably say, um, I'd say four. I guess I'll say four. Zach, what about you? Uh, yeah, I'm at, I'm at like four as well. The fact that, um, I mean, Guardians for me are one of the my more favorite Avengers. And the fact that this won't be like a live service thing and is more campaign oriented is a huge bonus for me uh, personally. So um, I like kind of what they've done with it or what we've seen from it so far. So I'd say I'm at a four. Um, and then Age of Empires 4, October 28th. So just two days later. Uh, I'm not into any of the Age of Empire games, so I'll say one. Zach? 
I I'm at like a five with this. I I played the Age of Empires games growing up. I love them. I love like the whole real time strategy aspect and everything. So for me, it's like like getting a new a new iteration of like a nostalgic franchise for me is like I'm very excited for. So I'm at a five for this. Chance, what about you? I would say one. I'm at two. See, I I have fond memories of playing games like that where it's kind of like you build your armies. Uh, I remember playing the um. The Star Wars version of that. I, I played that with a lot of friends, um, but uh, I'm just not a fan of the main Age of Empires. I, I'd say I'd say one. Mario Party Superstars coming October 29th. Uh, this is the basically remake of Mario Party where it's going to include the best boards from 1 through 3 and the best games from 1 through 10. Uh, it'll have online play right when it releases, which was something uh, Mario Party... Super Mario Party did not have. Um, what, what are you guys' thoughts on this? I, I was a little bit disappointed with uh, Super Mario Party, and I'm still a little... Uh, it's not something I'm excited for because I feel burned by Super Mario Party, so I'm going to say one out of five. Chance? Um, Mario Party is rigged. One out of five. <laughs> Zach? I agree with both of you guys. Um, Super Mario Party on the Switch is not a good Mario Party. It isn't um, compared. It could to, have been if they just added this as DLC to that. Exactly, it could have been, and this this would have been perfect to add as expansion. It's using the same engine. Uh, to Chance's point, Mario Party is absolutely rigged. Um, so in general, it's not like an excellent like Mario Party games are are fun, obviously, if you're playing with a group of friends and that kind of stuff. Um, but Mario Party is rigged and. This being its own standalone as opposed to being DLC is kind of off-putting, but I do love Mario Party, and I'm absolutely going to get it. Um, so I'd say my excitement level's at a three. I just know I'm going to get it, but I, it's just... And and they're bringing back some like the better mini-games and boards and stuff, so that makes it a bit more exciting, but the reason it's not at like a four or five for me is that it's because we have to pay more for it instead of just getting it as DLC. Yeah. Um, moving on, Forza Horizon 5. I'm not a big fan of racing games. I know the Forza games are well loved and this looks beautiful. I'm definitely going to download it to, you know, if, if somebody comes over and be like, oh, look, we got the new Xbox. What, what, what are some of the best looking games? And I'll be like, here's Forza Horizon 5, which is drive around Mexico and it'll look like it'll feel like you're there. But I'm not going to actively play this. So I'll say like two out of five. Chance? Um, I'm, I see, I'm. I'm excited. I would say four out of five here. Um, Forza always looks amazing. And um, it is one of the games that I would, I'm excited to play. And then I play it for like a week and then I may or may not go back to it again. But I, it's just one of those games where I, I definitely want to play it and get a shot and try it at least, you know? So, yeah. Zach. Uh, I'm at a five with the Forza Horizon five. I love the Forza games. I love racing games. And again, like to Pat's point, you have to like really enjoy racing games um, to kind of get into Forza. Um, but like, I love those games. So I'm at a five for sure. All right. Uh, 10 days later on November 19th, we have Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Uh, this is another Super Mario situation for me where I, or Mario Party situation for me where I feel burned by Sword and Shield. I think those were not good games. I think the franchise has failed to evolve in the 20 years it's been out. So, uh, 
I don't like, even though I've never played Pearl and Diamond, I'm not excited to play the remake of them because I don't think they'll be good. And I have no uh, nostalgia for this generation. I, I, I couldn't name a single Pokemon from from this generation. So I'm at a one. Zach? I'm also at a one. I'm not going to make the same mistake I made with Sword and Shield. So um, this, this this guy spent $120 buying both. Just supporting the game, man. Didn't even beat the game. <laughs> wow. What a loser. Actually, for this, I I will also say one, and I like Pokemon. But how are you gonna show that? Oh, this re- these remakes are coming. Show like some crappy graphics that even look worse than Sword and Shield, and then say, oh wait, but there's actually a Pokemon Le- Arceus, which is actually Breath of the Wild Pokemon, like what you actually really wanted in Sword and Shield, and that comes out later next year. And it's like they said early 2022. I don't know if that's gonna stay or not, but. I think they announced the date. Yeah, for the Arceus. Like, it is early 2022. I yeah, think January 28th, 2022. Yeah, so it's like, why play Pokemon in November when you can play the better version of it a couple months later? Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It's Pokemon Remix. Uh, Advanced Warfare, or Advanced Wars uh, 1 plus 2 Reboot Camp. Uh, I had never played Advanced Wars. Um, I think I played it at a friend's house, like, like once or twice. But uh, I am getting more into the genre of like the Tactical. grid movement. Yeah. Like with whatever, project so. triangle. Yeah. And then, um, Mario plus rabbits and stuff. So it, it does, this one definitely interests me more and knowing it's one plus two and improved graphics and everything coming to switch again, something to play on my switch. So I'm excited for it. I'll, I'll probably say three out of five chance. I would say two out of five. Zach? Yeah, I would say uh, I'm at... I've never played any of the Advanced War games either, so I would say I'm at a... Yeah, I mean, I would say that I'm at a, I'm at a 2 out of 5 with this. Moving on, Dying Light 2 Stay Human, coming out December 7th. Uh, I played Dying Light 1. I kind of fell off of it because the story didn't interest me. This seems to have a, a, a better story with like you possibly becoming uh, a zombie and having to find a cure and whatnot, and... It seems like they improved the gameplay. It looks a lot better in terms of graphics as well. And it's got like the story-based decisions now. So, I mean, I'd say a solid three out of five. I'm not not sure I expect this to hit that December 7th date, but hopefully it does. They did announce it well enough in advance that hopefully they're confident about it. But yeah, I'd say three out of five. Zach, what about you? Uh, I'm at a one because I don't do the zombie stuff. Chance, what about you? There's like the parkour, the the that decision making, the I'm sure like the RPG elements, like you you know you do have to craft your weapons. Super excited about that. Like I mean, they're going to add new zombie types. Um, like it's just it looks like this whole game just got super. Everything got improved, and it looks so excited. It looks so good. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm easily a five for this. All right. So those are the those are most of like the highlights of games with dates. Uh, there are other games that are coming out this year, but we're not going to go through all of them. We're only going through what we think are going to be like the highlights. Uh, and then there are games that possibly are coming out 2021. Don't have a firm date yet, um, but we're expecting them to come out 2021, or they could possibly come out 2021. Uh, Axiom Verge 2. Uh, I think this was originally going to be first half of. 
2021 and then got delayed. And I think right now it's like summer 2021. So hopefully it comes out soon. Uh, Axiom Verge 1 was the Metroidvania developed by one person. This is also developed by that same person. But it looks like it's improving everything from the first game in terms of like boss battles and gameplay and level design and all that. So uh, I'm excited about it. Hopefully it hits here soon because, you know, the September, October area is getting pretty crowded. Anybody else excited for this? I'm probably at like a three out of five. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say I'm about at a three. I would want to check out Axiom Verge 1 before 2, obviously. What were you saying, Chance? I don't know. Uh, two out of five. Call of Duty, we expect a Call of Duty to come out this year, like every year. Uh, I don't think there's been any like leaks or stuff. Usually they announce it like May or something, right? They didn't this year? Yeah, I don't know. That's why I'm kind of excited for other shooters, because it's Call of Duty's Call of Duty. So I'm probably going to get it, play it, but you know, it's I'm kind of one of those games where I'm like falling off as a player that used to play it all the time. Like it's just the, like you said, the same old, same old. I'm going to say, I'm going to say two. I'm at a one out of five. Uh, this year has Halo, and that's the only the <laughs> only the shooter, shooter for I'm you. Gonna play. I'm probably going to play yeah. a lot more Halo than than COD. Well, we'll see. I think I feel like you say that every year, and then you're always just playing Call of Duty. <laughs> Zach, do you care about Call of Duty? Nah, I'm at a one. And then uh, Crossfire X. This is the one that was supposed to come out last year, but got delayed. I do not care for the the multiplayer at all. It's it's very Counter Strikey in terms of the gameplay. Uh, I did play the beta and that beta just had so many bugs and uh, just there, there were times where I respawn and I literally could not move and I had to wait for someone to kill me before I could actually use my controller and actually move. So yeah, in terms of the multiplayer, I'm not very excited at all, but this, this game will have a campaign from remedy and I am really excited for that. So kind of to balance it out, I'd say two out of five. They're 2.5 out of 5. Chance? I don't know. I just feel like there's going to be better shooters out there. Um, I'm going to say 1 out of 5. <laughs> Zach? I'm at like a 1 out of 5 with this as well. Was it, I just wasn't impressed. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach. I have not been a fan of Five Nights at Freddy's in terms of the gameplay. I know it has like a rich lore and there's a bunch of like theory videos of all these games and they have like a comics and novels and all this stuff that they tie together and you know all that stuff is interesting it's just the gameplay has never been it for me so i was never really excited for this but in terms of this game they're showing it's like a first person like action adventure game where you're stuck in like the the chuck e cheese with these animatronics coming alive it's not like just looking at security cameras type game so I am pretty excited for this. Uh, it seems more like survival horror-y and, you know, spooky. So I'm going to say three out of five. Chance? I, I haven't really been into Friday Nights of Freddy's as well. I'm not really too excited. The game, I mean, even though this is a different take on the game, I think that would be really fun for a lot of people who are big fans into it. But I, I'm not too much into it myself. So I, I'll say one out of five. Zach? One out of five. <laughs> I don't do this. You guys have terrible takes. I, I mean, really, it's just like one of those things where right now we're like these games that don't have a date. I'm okay if they most of them. I don't care if they come out in 2021 at all. Crazy. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo Tango Gameworks new game. Well, it was like first person martial arts spell casting, basically gameplay from the, the trailer that we've seen. I'd say two out of five. Uh, I'd Based on the fact that we haven't heard any much about this game. I, I don't know if it's coming out this year. 
Yeah, I'd agree with you. I'd be at two out of five for like basically the same reasoning. I'm hoping it comes out this year this year for the sake of my fantasy draft. Um, but I'm not really holding out hope for that. It seems very stylistic and uh, what was the name I gave? Like techno natural, <laughs> like techno it's super, natural. It's not supernatural. It's technology based. So I'm going to say, yeah, two out of five. I feel like this could be a VR game. Yeah. I don't know. Just not, not for me, not for me. Yeah. If you want to give people nightmares, maybe <laughs> yeah, it's not for me. Really? Um, I, I'll um, say, you uh, haven't played some of the VR games, dude. I'll say a one out of five here. I have like no chill. It's either one out of five or four out of five for me. I feel like, but yeah, let's get on to the main course. Halo Infinite. I'm five out of five. Uh, I know for a fact this game is coming out this year. I will be so surprised if it is not coming out November 15th, 2021. 20 years from the date combat evolved and the Xbox original launched. Uh, I think that would be a huge missed opportunity if that isn't the case. But, you know, for the first time, we're getting kind of like an open world campaign. Um, Well, not a hundred percent open world, but more open world in terms of halo has ever been like open sandbox ish. I'd, I'd say, and everything that they've shown from the multiplayer just looks amazing and exactly what I want. And I'm just so ready for this game and it's free to play cross play cross progression. They're, they're just making all the right moves with this. Then it's, it's on track to be the best halo ever. So five out of five for me chance. Halo Infinite, like I said before, I'm not too excited for the COD, the next COD coming out. Um, so I don't know. I might look to other shooters like Battlefield and I might actually try to play Halo a lot more and actually get good at it. And I'm excited for it. I can't wait for the beta to come out. I do need this game, however, to get delayed. So it helps my prediction. So, Zach? Uh, I feel like most of my excitement for for this Halo in particular comes from, like feeds off of Pat's excitement. Um, I'm excited because he's excited <laughs> um, for it. You should so be. This game's going to be amazing. I, I don't doubt the game is going to be amazing, but I'm, I'm just getting more of my excitement from you being really excited for it. I, so I'd be at like a four for it. Um, I think it's just something I need to play the other Halo campaigns. I'm more excited for the campaign personally than I am the um, the multiplayer aspect of it. Hollow Knight Silk Song. Uh, this was one of the like the sleeper hits what 2017 i believe hollow knight was uh and then this was announced as like a kickstarter bonus that kind of spun off on its to its own game uh but you know very well received the original hollow knight was and just kind of the building off the excitement of that one we all assume this game is going to do really well in terms of critic reception it is also a game i've drafted so i really hope it comes out this year they've been pretty quiet but it's just been in development so long that i do expect it to come out this year I would say three out of five for me. I would go for two out of five because I drafted this last year. It didn't come out. I'm hoping it doesn't come out this year. Um, we've heard like basically nothing about it since it's been in development as far as like when it would possibly come out. Um, so I just don't anticipate it coming out this year. Don't you put that curse on me. Chance? <laughs> I remember I tried to play this at your house. Uh, it was, it on, was game on Game Pass. Pass, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. The game's too hard for me. I can't play it. I'm not good. I'm just going to have to, you know, I'll say a two out of five. Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, this is, we saw the gameplay. Uh, was it right before E3 uh, in that Sony state of play? So um, Horizon 1, we, we, I think is still probably a little bit overrated in terms of quality. I don't think it was amazing. I think it was a great game, but I think Gorilla has 
a solid foundation to build off of and everything we've seen at the gameplay makes me more excited. Uh, hopefully they've kind of like tightened that up in terms of the narrative. Um, but I, I'm pretty excited for this. I'd say four out of five. I would say with horizon one, that the gameplay just got like really repetitive. Um, and it was almost like too big for its own good. Um, I think it'll benefit. I think the sequel will kind of like fix those, those kinds of things and improve upon the previous gameplay. So I would say I'm a probably around like a, a four out of five for that. Um, Horizon um, was one of the first games that I downloaded on my PlayStation 5. Um, that It was a game that seemed very interesting to me. Um, and it is very interesting. I just feel like I'm one of those weird people that I like to play the newest stuff. I, I don't know. I kind of lost interest, yeah, I guess, a little bit. And I got started playing other games and I just haven't gone back to it. I might end up just like watching some kind of recap video to figure out like, you know, just kind of like about the first one and then just start playing the second one there and then go from there. That's probably what I'm going to end up doing. But um, I'm I'm pretty excited and I would say I'm four out of five here. Oxenfree 2, Lost Signals. So, five. Yeah, I'm, I'm out of, I'm probably out of five as well. Oxenfree 1 obviously is, is really good. So Night good. School Studios, go play it. They do... The, the storytelling in that game is so well done in terms of like your options and your character like walking determines like the natural flow of the conversation. And if you are kind of just walking fast and speeding along, you might miss stuff. But if you are walking at a normal pace, if you're trying to like keep the flow of conversation going, um, it kind of takes that into account when it's doing it. And they did, they did something similar with, uh, after party after party didn't resonate with me as much as Oxenfree did, but you know, knowing that they're doing a direct sequel to Oxenfree that's taking place, you know, I think it's just a couple years after the original, the events of the original Oxenfree, uh, makes me really excited. And hopefully it comes to game pass. They do seem to have a pretty good relationship with Microsoft. And if I were Phil Spencer, I would definitely be hunting down to get this game on game pass day and date. So really excited for it. What about you guys? I'm at a five for it. I loved Oxenfree. I thought the storytelling was very well done. The The gameplay was great. Um, I was just, I was hooked on the story like from the beginning. Uh, so I'm very excited to see what they do with uh, Oxenfree 2. Yeah, the storytelling and characters are always uh, amazing. Stuff like that. I can't wait for Oxenfree 2. I, I agree. I'll say five. Next up is Scorn. The more that they're radio silent, the more I think that that game is not coming out in 2021. Uh, we did see, what was it? It was at the, what was that one of the Xbox events last year that we saw gameplay and confirmation that it is coming to Game Pass. Uh, it is very much the, uh, the Geiger style of like sexualized alien stuff with like a bunch of different. It's supposed to like gross you. And yeah. Gross you yeah. and creep you out with like weird phobias, like, and stuff like that. It, and, um, weird first person shooter with like puzzles yeah it's so um, it's after looking at so there was some kind of beta or alpha or something that people were able to play as well um i think i was like kickstarted it or something yeah. yeah i was very interested in this game until i saw how it played and it kind of plays similar to kind of like a like kind of think of like a dark Souls shooter where it's like your your ammo is very limited like things can instant kill you if you don't look out for them and stuff like that like it's kind of like 
you kind of have to like memorize where like enemies are and stuff like it's kind of like kind of that thing where you're gonna die a lot like you're gonna die a lot and you have you kind know, of just figuring out what's going yeah, on yeah exactly um and i don't th- i'm not into that kind of game so um it looks cool i like the style and i, I like how you know grotesque it is but i'm i don't know i my excitement for the game has also gone down as well so i mean personally for me i would tell you like a like a like a two yeah, I'm probably at a two as well. Um, I don't think it's coming out this year, but it is coming to Game Pass, so whenever it does, I will play it. Uh, Zach, what about you? Uh, I'm at a one, most definitely. If I could go zero, I would. This game is creepy. Uh, the trailer is creepy. Uh, it's freakish. It's not for me. Uh, next up, we have Tunic, and this is a Zelda, like original, like Zelda one, Zelda two ish, kind of like game i don't i guess you call it a zelda like at that point um but it's got the little fox and you start off Mm -hmm. and it's got like its own language and there's a demo you could have played during that uh the xbox um e3 event where they had a bunch of demos maybe it's still up i'm not 100 percent sure but um you you start off with nothing and then you end up getting a stick that you find in like a chest very zelda ish and then you slowly get a sword and shield and it's all about timing and using your powers to like beat the bosses. And it is a very difficult game. Uh, people are saying it's almost like a, a mixture of dark souls and Zelda. Um, it looked pretty, pretty interesting and I'm pretty sure it's coming to game pass. So I'm, I'm I'd say probably a three out of five. Um, a mix between dark souls and Zelda. sounds pretty cool. Um, I'm pretty excited for those kind of folks that love those kind of games. Um, and I think this is kind of like Chance under- having never played a Zelda or a dark souls. Is that a one out of five? <laughs> I I mean I would say a two. I'm at a three just because it's on Game Pass. All right. Um, and then Unknown Nine Awakening. This was announced at Gamescom last year. Uh, got a pretty interesting cinematic trailer with like a bunch of kids getting powers and weird shit happening. <laughs> but we don't know anything else about this game. I do not think this game is coming out this year, even though it is slated to come out this year. I'm at a one. Oh, you're at a one just because it's not coming out and that's it? Or you're not interested in anything about it? Like, aren't you just... In- well, I'm not excited about it for this year because I don't think it's coming out this year. Are you going to... I thought... Oh. Okay. <laughs> this concept, he's struggling to grasp. No, I get it, I guess, but I mean... <laughs> Look on his face, he's like, oh, like, well, I guess I didn't realize that was the thing we could do. I mean, you can still be excited yeah. for it, but if it's about this year, then... Yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm at a one for it too. That's because I'm not excited for it. If, so. if tomorrow they announce a date for like September, then yeah, my excitement will go up. But go as of right one. now, it's at a one. Well, I'm excited for this game as well, and I, I'm, I mean, it doesn't have a date yet. I'm, I'm assuming it's going to come out this year. I mean, it may not, but assuming that it is, I'm going to say a four. I'm pretty excited for it. it looks pretty interesting. So, oh, wow. <laughs> so you're at a four for this, but you're at a two for Death Loop. You're insane. Yeah, Deathloop is... That's Zach. nonsense to me. It's nonsense. Whatever. Absolute nonsense. You guys don't know what Zach, what about you? I, I'm at a one for Unknown 9. All right, and I think that's pretty much the games that could possibly have a hint of coming out this year. Uh, there are others that maybe, you know, basically they haven't said it's not coming out this year, and those include what... Uh, Skull and Bones, Beyond Good and Evil 2, games that have been announced and just are like floating in the ether that may never come out um, are out there. So I don't expect those games to come out this year. So we're not, we didn't include them in this list. Those are kind of the highlights. And 
yeah, we'll kind of check back in at the end of the year and kind of go through our list. But out of all these games that are upcoming in 2021, what would you, if you had a gun to your head right now and you had to predict what would be the game of the year, what would you say? To predict what would be game of the year? At this point, yeah. Just for fun, no strings attached. What would you what would you predict would be game of the year? I'm going to go with Deathloop. I think Deathloop is a strong contender, and I would have also gone with Deathloop if I wasn't fully invested in Halo. So I'm going to say Halo. I feel like Halo is going to be so mainstream that people are just... No, 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 there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. I think people are just going to want to be contrarian for the sake of being contrarian and pick something else as game of the year. That's, Um, That's my only logic through that reasoning, that it would be Deathloop over... Chance, what about you? Um, I'm gonna say, um, Dying Light. Dying Light. Yeah, I'm gonna say Dying Light because <laughs> Halo's gonna get uh, delayed. So Dying Halo's Light. not gonna get delayed. Um, yeah, I mean, I, those are three strong contenders, and I, I'm sure they'll all three of them will be in the running for Game of the Year at the end of the year. Uh, I think Horizon is also gonna be up there, and you know, if if Silk Song comes out, it might also be up there. But yeah, it's going to be a pretty interesting year this year. I, I I feel like last year was better, looking back. I feel like the caliber of games we got last year were just better than this year. But again, we, we're not 100% sure what's coming out this year, what, what might still get delayed, what is coming out that we don't know about. So I guess we'll just... Yeah, we'll have to look at it more holistically towards the end of the year. All right, so... Thanks for listening. Remember, you can catch us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. You can reach us with any questions, comments, concerns. Talk about how Chance is fucking just terrible at opinions if he thinks Death Whoa. Loop is not, does not look good. Uh, at the Untitled Gaming Podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on all our social media. On Twitter, we are at TugPod. On Instagram, we are at TUG underscore POD. On Reddit, we are at r slash TugPod. And on Facebook, we are at the Untitled Gaming Podcast. Uh, Zach, I think we should get a TikTok for all the little children out there. But that's a discussion okay. for another time. Well, we'll get on the tickety talk. Yeah, that. that was hilarious. Yeah. Put that on TikTok. <laughs> also, check All out our Twitch channel up. at twitch.tv slash tugpod. Uh, we also ask that you subscribe and leave us reviews. Five star reviews for us. One star review for every other podcast. Favorite Netflix original? BoJack Horseman. I think yeah, we've done this before. Oh, we did? Favorite ice cream topping? Have we done that? Probably, Probably. yeah. We should be keeping Hot track. Punch. Okay, someone go through all the episodes and figure out what we... I'm not doing that. that. It's in your contract. You have to do it, Zach. I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm also no longer paying to be on this pod. I funded enough.